I want to talk some about uh, fatherhood today. I don't always talk on the subject of a particular day, but today I believe I'm impressed and and have seen, gotten stirred up about this yesterday. You ready? You're going to believe with me for, for utterance? Lord, we ask for utterance and anointing and ears to hear and that you'd manifest yourself to us and open your word to us. Reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. In uh, Romans, the 8th chapter, and in verse 14. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. Now, Ladies, that's not a slight because the scripture describes uh, human beings as men and that there are male and female men, human. People distort a lot of these things, but uh, so then there are male and female sons of God. And also the term sons and daughters of God is used. In the New Testament. But sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And that is the highest and safest and most precise way of living your life. Not making your decisions based on your knowledge or analysis Hmm. (laughs) or consultation. With others or statistics or use your head, but when it comes time to make a decision, follow your heart, not your head. Led by the Spirit. Notice the next verse. You have not received the spirit of bondage. That can also be translated uh, slavery. The spirit of slavery again to fear. Now, um, Hebrews chapter 2 talks about this as well. Fear enslaves you, fear puts you in bondage. That's why unbelievers can never be free from fear. No matter what kind of front they put on, uh, for one thing, If you're an unbeliever, you can never escape the fear of dying. Never. There's no hope for you escaping it. It will, Hebrews 2 talks about that. Through fear of death, they were all their lifetime subject to bondage, the scripture said. But when you are a child of God, and you know him and know that he has you, and your name's in the Lamb's book of life, and to, to die and leave your body is, to de- is not cessation of existence, it's to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Amen. It takes the fear out of it. Amen. I'm not afraid to die. I can say that, honestly. Now, it's not time for me to go. I'm too young. <laughs> You too, right? Amen. Y'all, y'all too, huh? Somebody say, "I'm too young. I'm too, I'm too young." <laughs> what, well, what's what's the approximate time? Well, with long life, yes. He'll satisfy me and show me His salvation. We know the approximate maximum of of human life was actually shortened in Genesis six three to 120 years. That's the approximate maximum that human beings can experience. Now, somebody says, well, that, that's crazy too long. No, somebody not too long ago lived to be 122. A woman from France. And uh, very interesting to, to study up on her a little bit. She, uh, 
She spent the first hour every morning praising and worshiping God. Thanking him for living so long and all the other things. And how many think that's a really good, that's a good schedule, right? That's a, well, something was working for her. But anyway, uh, well, you know, whether it's uh, 120 or much sooner than that, it's short. It's over quickly. But as a believer, you don't have to be afraid to die. And if you're not afraid to die, that also makes you not afraid to live. Hmm? If you're afraid to die, your, your living will always be curtailed because you're afraid you're going to do something wrong and die. <laughs> and you'll be restricted. And people get so bound, they won't leave the house. And they can't do this, and they can't do that, and they can't go here. And why? Because uh, might die. No, honey child, you're going to die. <laughs> and it won't be long. Another 50 years is going to zip by like that. And you need to be ready to go. Now. Everybody, if your heart stopped right now, and you fell off your chair, it takes what? Just... Just a few minutes. You're gone. You need to be ready to go. And, and if you, you don't know that you are, we're going to give you another opportunity before the service is over. Right? To, this is serious business. You don't want to be, um, you know, goofing around this uh, ungodly, dangerous world lost. Because you could be taken out by any number of things. Right? Yes, sir. Disease, crime, car crash. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They, they tell us some uh, 160,000 people will die in today's 24-hour period across the planet. I assure you, a lot of them were not old. And most of them were not expecting to leave today. But that's not the big deal. The big deal is, were you ready? Are you ready to go? And there's only one way to be ready to go because there's only one Savior, only one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, the one and only, hallelujah, King of kings, Lord of lords, soon to come again. Somebody said out loud, Jesus is my Savior, my Lord. Now, if you can't say that boldly, you are not safe. You are not okay. And everybody that dies does not go to heaven. Not everyone that dies goes to heaven. No. You hear people talk like, well, you know, oh, they died. They went to a better place. Did they? Are they believers? Did they receive the Lord? I don't know. They didn't believe in all that. Well, then they didn't go to a better place. Unless they received him. Uh, miraculously in their last breath somehow. And that has happened. God is so merciful. Right? But uh, nothing to play with. You can get a lot of decisions and choices wrong in this life and, you know, not be that big of a deal a thousand years from now. But this one, you got to get right. Huh? This choice, who is Jesus? Who is he? And what are you doing with this? You know, Jesus looked at his disciples one time and says, Who do men say that I am? And they said, Well, some say this and some say that. Then he said, Who do you say that I am? Is that right? And that is the question of your life. Who do you say that Jesus is? I want to hear what you say about him, church. Who do you say? Jesus is the Christ, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Son of God, and He's my Lord, my Savior. And as you can tell, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'm counting on Him standing up for me. Right? In the day of judgment to come. And so I got to stand up for him. Now. 
And he hung on the cross to pay for my sins and yours in front of everybody. Then I can stand up in front of somebody and say this. Right? He is. My Lord. Hallelujah. That's not in my notes anywhere. But uh, keep reading. You've not received the spirit of a bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father. Now Abba is a word that a child could say. The word for like like Dada. Dada. And you know parents, moms and dads are always wanting the child to say one before the other. The child goes, uh uh-uh. uh and, and and he says she said, That was mama. That was mama. He said, No, uh uh-uh. uh that was that was dada, it's clear as a bell. Daddy <laughs> Well, what this portrays though is a a a familial setting, a family. The father and his family. The father and his sons and his daughters, his family. Now, we who've been around church and read the word, this is familiar to us. But this is not common in other religions. And there's a reason why. We'll talk about it. But uh, um, without turning there, you know, the scripture said in Ephesians 3, put it on the screen for us, please. Ephesians 3.14, he said, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father. Everybody say the Father. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named and goes on and talks about a praise of prayer about granting strength and, and other things. But can you see he refers to the father and his family. Part of the family already in heaven. Right? And more going there every day. Soon, you and me. You looking forward to it? You should. But don't leave till you get done with your work. Don't leave early. <laughs> do what you're supposed to do. Finish your life. Finish your race. Then go. But the Father, he said, I, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. My, uh, my father in the faith, Kenneth Hagin Sr., who's in heaven now, he used to read this verse and say, Don't you like that? <laughs> The father and his family. Isn't that homey? That's his word. Homey. Well, it is. Is that right? It, It takes it out of church being a cold institution. Huh? Just a set of beliefs. Written on paper. No, no. This is not just a, a, an institution. This is not a, just an organization. This is Papa. And the children. Is that right? This is Daddy. And the family. Abba. Father. Oh, somebody said it out loud. Abba. Abba. Father. Uh, the New Living Translation back to Romans 8 uh, said, You've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we call him Abba, Father. Contemporary English, the CEV says, God's spirit doesn't make us slaves who are afraid of him. Say it out loud. I'm not a slave. 
who's afraid of God. I'm a son of the Father. Instead, we become his children and call him our Father. And not in a cold religious term. How many know there's a lot of difference between God and Father? Huh? Abba. Man, there's a lot of difference. Just like there's a lot of difference between religion and relationship. Right? It's night and day. Night and day. And so you'll hear a lot of people talk about God. I mean, millions, billions of people talk about God, but do not know Him as Father. It was a big issue all the way going back. It's a giant issue today. In many religions, it is not permitted to call God Father. If I understand correctly, Islam is one such. You cannot call God, it's not permitted, if I understand correct, to call God Father. It is correct to say one is a slave, a slave of Allah. That's a big difference. And one of the big differences is to, to say that nobody could say I am the offspring of God. That's saying too much for a human being. And yet, that's exactly what Jesus said. (laughs) Not only about himself, but about somebody else. Woo! Oh, somebody say praise God. I got excited and lost my place here. (laughs) Well, there's something to be excited about it. You know, Jesus, uh, when he went to the garden and he was praying in an agony, he used that term. In Mark 14.35, it says he went forward and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Verse 36 gives us some of the very words he prayed. If you'd have been there kneeling beside him, you'd have heard him say this. You know what he said? Abba, Father. All things are possible to you. Take this cup from me. But if, if he had done that, you and I'd be lost. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you, you who? Abba, Father, what you want. Jesus talked about the Father all the time. I mean, there's some 140 references to the Father Just in the book of John, just in the one gospel account, Bible-wide, I don't know, it's approaching 2,000. The Father is a big deal, very big deal, and Jesus talked about him all the time. It was the Father this, it was the Father that, the Father, the Father, what the Father told me, the Father showed me. I do always those things that please Him. The Father, the Father, the Father, the Father. If we're Christians, we should follow in the steps of the Christ. We should be thinking like Him. Is that right? Talking like Him. Should we be thinking about the Father? Night and day. Huh? Should we be seeking to please the Father? Just like Jesus did. Yes. Yes. Go with me to John, the fifth chapter, please. John, chapter five. This is something that uh, became a real point of contention between Jesus and the religious leaders. And you'll find that this is something that the enemy of God, 
Satan absolutely hates. He goes into a rage over this. Why? Because it's something he can never be. Something he can never be is a son of God. The angels are not sons. They are ministering spirits sent to minister and serve those who are heirs of salvation. Us. That's in our present and in our future. But to say that one is a son of the living God is something that even the holy angels ooh and ah about. In fact, in the Psalms, you remember the psalmist said, uh, what is man? <laughs> is that right? That you are mindful of him. It sounds like somebody overheard the angels talking. Is that right? And they're saying, they looked at each other and thought, you know, Adam and Eve, they're spirit beings, but they're housed in a mortal, it wasn't at that point, but now it is, mortal physical body. And uh, they, they weren't the glorious creatures that cherubim, seraphim, and all that, you know. And then they disobeyed God and sinned and should have been destroyed and death. But God sends His only Son and redeems them and makes them His sons. The angels are going, huh? What? What? What is man? What? They're probably saying, what does he see in them? <laughs> but the thing is, we don't see yet in us what he sees in us because we are in the earliest stages of our existence. And development. How many would say with an uplifted hand, I've grown and developed since I started walking with the Lord? I'm better. I'm, 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 I've developed some. And if you, if you did that for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, have you grown? Have you, what if you did that for another 10,000 years? Huh? The Bible says we are destined to shine like stars. Just like the stars differ in glory, we will differ in glory. And right now, uh, people can't tell who we are. They don't just look at us and go, whoo, sons of God. <laughs> but... It ain't over. We're just getting started. And God knows what He's doing. And if He says He can bring us there, He can bring us there. And if He calls us His very own children, then we need to say, Abba. Abba, Father. You are my very own Father. And I am your very own child. Glory to God. Glory to God. My dad, uh, his name Billy, he's in heaven now, has been for a number of years. And uh, a good dad to my brother and me. And uh, we lived on a small farm. And we had uh, crops and we had cattle. Not a bunch of them, small herd. But I remember as a little boy, as a little boy, my dad would take me out to the pasture, let me go with him, and he would show me. I particularly like to see when the calves came, you know, the baby calves. And so he would show me. He'd kneel down, and it's always a big deal about getting the right bull, you know. And then he'd show me. Yeah, we'd see the bull, and man, you know, he's big, and he's uh, a lot of times perfect specimen. And then he'd say, he'd say, you see the calf now, Keith? He said, look how his daddy marked him. 
Look, what he's saying is the, the bull that, that fathered the calf, you see the characteristics of his dad. Right? In him, you see the markings. You see the colorings. You see the characteristics. That was my dad's language. Look how he marked him, son. <laughs> well, well, look how, look how your father has marked you. So somebody say, I am my father's child. You see, uh, Oh man, this is this is too big for me to preach in one message. Um, hold your place there in, in John five. Go to John fourteen. John fourteen. Look how their their daddy, their father marked them. I mean, it's not a surprise that you take after your father. Right? It'd be a surprise if you didn't. John 14.1 Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house. Father's house. Are many... Efficiency apartments. <laughs> Many small condos. Huh? Many what? Mansions. 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 If you look up the words there, they leave the idea of landed estate. Abodes is the English rendering of the Greek, but it, it, it in, includes the idea of an estate. I think sometimes people have the idea of Father's house as cookie-cutter McMansions <laughs> on the street. You know, they're all white, got some columns in the front, and they're all pretty much standard issue. Not so. Not so. I, uh, I read the testimony of a man uh, some years ago he actually fell off a balcony and hit his head on the sidewalk and, and died. When the uh, response people got there, uh, no heartbeat, nothing. And they worked on him. He was actually gone for quite a while. But they got him back. And uh, when they did, he said he went to see the Lord. And he saw his place. And he said the Lord used that word abode. Abode, which actually is the more correct word, technically. Well, the Lord would know, wouldn't he? And he said, he said his place was amazing. He said, he said he had real estate. He said, man, there were water features. There was a mountain in the back. He said, and, and a lot of things that he liked in life, he also had it there. And then some things he'd never seen before he had there. And he, he, he was just gushing saying, Lord, 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 this is amazing. He said, the Lord said, I know what each of my children like. And I custom build their abodes for them. Isn't that what he said? I go to do what? To prepare a standard place that would work for anybody? No, a place for you. Friend, if you had not received Jesus, you better get to it. You don't want to miss this. Is that right? You don't want to miss this. And this, this whole thing is called my father's house. Father's house. Keep, keep reading. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. How many believe you can count on this now? If he said, I will come again, what's going to happen? Oh, he's coming. Oh, he's coming. Because you got to remember now, a thousand years with him is like a day. 
So if he waits another 2,000 years, that's less than half a week. So if he says, I'm coming soon, it is soon to him. (laughs) Another day, I'm coming tomorrow, means he'll be here in a 1,000 years. I will come again. I'll receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Where is he? Where is he? That's where I'm going to be. Is that where you're going to be? I'm going to be with him. And they're getting our places ready. God is too good. Keep reading. Whether I go, he's talking to his disciples. Where I'm going, you know. And the way to get there, you know. Verse 5. Thomas said, Lord... We don't know where you're going. (laughs) And of course, if we don't know where you're going, how could we know how to get there if we don't know where you're going? Verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. Mm, mm, mm. How do you get to Father's house? Come on, help me out. How do you get? A GPS ain't going to cut it. How, How do you get? To Father's house. There's one way. And one way only. No man comes to the Father. Except by Him. Don't you believe all the other religions? Because you have to discount what Jesus says to believe that. He said, I am the way. The truth. The life. Not, Not a way. Not one of many. The way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You believe that or not? Then that means there is no salvation in any other name. No other way to God, no other way to Father's house, no other way. Because, see, he's, you know, uh, the disciples talking about. The route to get there. What road do I take? <laughs> I don't know the destination. So how do I know the route? And he says, uh, I'm the route. I'm the door. I'm the way. I'm the truth. How do I get there, God? How do I get there? He said, me. Me is how you get there. That means he's got the rest. Yeah. All I need to know is him. Yeah. That's it. And he'll get me there. Oh. Verse 7, keep going. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from, from henceforth, you know him. And have seen him. And, and here's the thing. Notice verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it'll satisfy us. We'll be okay. Show us. Now, y'all are laughing, but you think you might not ask the same thing if you'd have been there that day? So you got the benefit of knowing all this on this side of it. Uh Uh-uh. Philip said, Lord, why? Why? Because he talked about the Father all the time. Until at this point, they're thinking, show us a Father. Because it was the Father, the Father, the Father. They're like, okay. That's what we want to see. We want to know. Show us a Father. Now, now hold that thought and go back to chapter 5. Because I got excited and passed over that while ago. go. Is it something to get excited about? Well, we're celebrating Father's Day today. And we ought to be thankful for our natural fathers. But oh, how we ought to shout about the Father. Right? You know, He's called the Father of Spirits. He's called the Father of Lights. He's called the Father of Glory. He's called the Father of mercies. 
Somebody say, I, I got the best daddy there ever was. Now, uh, John 5, verse uh, 14, 15, and 16, this is the... Uh, Healing of the man that was there at the five porches, the pool of Bethesda. John 5, 14, Jesus found him in the temple, said, you're made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come to you. How many understand that even today, in the age of grace, the new covenant, sin can cause you problems? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. the man departed, told the Jews it was Jesus that made him whole. And so the Jews did persecute Jesus and sought to slay him, to kill him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Religion is mean. Some of the most cruel stuff and people in the world are religious people. They'll hurt you. They'll exclude you, they'll destroy you, they'll kill you, execute you, and give you scriptures why it's okay. Mean. But again, that's that difference between God and Abba. So, verse 17, Jesus answered them and said, My Father is working. He's working hitherto, and I'm working. Verse 18, therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him. They already wanted to kill him. Now they really want to kill him. Why? Because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said that God was his father. How dare you? Making himself equal with God. And see, that is the thing you run into. We mentioned earlier, the devil hates this. When you see this mindless, unreasonable, irrational rage coming through these scribes and Sadducees and Pharisees and doctors of the law, this is not just human anger. It's more than that. They are yielding. Why do they want to kill him? Because a man got healed that morning. That doesn't make good sense. You should be wanting to find out how did it happen. Let's get some more of this, right? But no. Irrational. Rage. Why? Because the devil cannot stand it. That there are sons of the Almighty. And he can never be. Never be. He'll never be called God's son and child. He can't stand to hear us. He looks at us and to him look like just little feeble, mentally deficient, physical things. Standing up saying, they are the sons of God. (laughs) Which is why we're going to lean back and say it again. Real loud. Somebody say, I am a child of God. Not, not just a servant. Now, I do want to serve God, but I serve Him like a son with the Father. Because that's who I am. Mm. Now, when, when they say it made them so mad, they wanted to kill Him all the more. Verse 19, notice what He does in the next several verses. It's like slapping them with a, with a wet dishcloth. 
Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what things he does, that's what the Son does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything that he's doing, and he's going to show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Verse 21, for as the Father... You can see him jerking every time he says it. The Father... Because see, religious is, no, you can't say that. You can say, you got to say, God. You can't say Abba. You can't say Abba, no. Abba raises the dead. And so the Son quickens whom He wills too. Verse 22, For the Father judges no man. Verse 23, That men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honors not the Son honors not the Father. Verse 26, For as the Father has life in Himself. Verse 30, The will of the Father has sent me. Verse 36, The works of the Father, the same works I do, the Father has sent me. Verse 37, The Father Himself. Can you see? They're going, Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Jesus is my hero. Yes. How about you? Yes. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. And in that 14th chapter, if you want to go back there for a moment, Jesus said the same thing, but this time he's not talking to his opponents. He's talking to his uh, disciples and us. When Philip in verse 8 said, Lord, show us the Father. And it'll suffice us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And yet, have you not known me, Philip? Philip was thinking, well, yeah, yeah, we know you, but we want to see the Father. Because you just keep talking about him all the time. And Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. So why do you say, show us the Father. Believe you not that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? The words I speak to you, I don't speak of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, He does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. And I'm telling you, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I'm about to go to my Father. You know, when Jesus was raised from the dead, and uh, the women, some of the women saw him before the others did. And he told them, he said, you, you go and, and tell them about my God and their God. And my father and their father, your father. He is saying the father is equally our father as his own because of what he accomplished at the cross. In his death, burial, resurrection, and now ascension. We have not understood how great a thing it is to be called a son of God. Go with me to 1 John, please. 1 John. Whoo! Glory to God. He said, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father. My God and your God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. In the fourth chapter, 1 John and 4. Actually, uh, Let's go to chapter 3. This is in actually every one of these chapters. Strongly. Well, we're quoting some of those things from the gospel account of John. Where all those references to the Father. Well, who did God use to pen 1 John? 
Well, you're going to see some of the same things. Well, in the, I tell you, you got First uh, John three. Good, hold it. And uh, on the screen, put Second Corinthians six. Second Corinthians six fourteen. You don't have to turn there. Just look at the screen. Second Corinthians six fourteen. He said, "Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers." Now there are some who teach in a universal uh, fatherhood of God and brotherhood of man. That God is all our Father. And all of us, regardless of who we are, where we're from, what we believe, we're all brothers. The universal brotherhood. That is not true. It's not true. And um, Jesus talked about this in John 8 where he went into great detail. And he said to the most religious people of his day, he said, you are of your father, the devil. And the desires and lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and didn't stay in the truth because there's no truth in him. He is a liar And the father of lies. The only thing we know of that the devil ever fathered was lying. Deception. Lying. So can you understand that no degree of deception or lying could ever be God? Didn't come from him. In any, I heard somebody, you know, write, they wrote this paper one time on divine deception. Made me want to slap somebody. (laughs) That's a despicable term. Right? Divine deception? Nothing could be further from the Truth. truth. Our God is the God of truth. His word is the word of truth. His spirit is the spirit of truth. Is that right? It is impossible for him to lie. So how could there be any such divine deception? Impossible. Now now you're laughing, but uh, a number of other religions, they have strong components of this. But again, many of them, you don't dare call God your father either. You could be a slave, but not his son. And see, that also means by deduction that Jesus couldn't be his son. And in everything to see what's truth and what's not, you must ask yourself the question, what do they say about Jesus? Is that right? What do they say about him? You know, because, you know, that's what the Spirit of God said through 1 Corinthians. No man uh, is going to say by the Spirit that Jesus is accursed. Uh, and, and 1 John talks about denying that Jesus has come in the flesh. Well, that is the same thing. When, when, he, when the Scripture says that the Father said, this is my Son, I have begotten you, and he is the firstborn from the dead, uh, This is that Jesus is the Son of God. And if you don't believe that, you can't be saved. But the reason he came and and took on flesh and paid the price is so he could be not the only begotten, but now the firstborn. The firstborn. Among many, many brethren of which I am one. Jesus is the firstborn now of many brethren. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. What is it going to be like to be a son of God in Father's house throughout the eons to come? What's it going to be like? It's going to exceed anything we've dared to think. 
He said, uh, what agreement, verse 16, does the temple of God have with idols? He said, God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I'll be their God. And they'll be my people. So come out from among them. And be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you, and will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Nobody else except Jesus and the redeemed can say, That he who sits on the throne is their father. Nobody can say that. They can say creator. But they can't say. And they sure can't say Abba. That's close. Casual. Respectful. But intimate. Did you find 1 John? 1 John 3 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. That we, we, me, you, should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world don't know who we are. <laughs> now, you don't have to tell them. Trying to show off. You know, say, you don't know who I am. Do you know who I am? <laughs> no, that won't work good right now. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know who I am. Question is, do you know? Huh? That's the question. Do you know? Who you are. Come on, help me out. Who are you? Who are you? You're just an old sinner. You an old sinner? (laughs) You don't think so? You were. You were. But now you are. Justified. Washed. Sanctified. And you are, have been made a son of the living God. Look at it again. Keep keep reading. He said, behold, we might say, would you look, would you look at this? What kind of love? See, angels are still shaking their heads over this. The Father had bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. I'm sure that the whole host of angels come Noah's time. And they saw the flood coming. They thought, okay, well, that's it. They're done. <laughs> Maybe one angel said to another, I didn't like them anyway. <laughs> what? Human beings. You know, sometimes people, you know, stare up in the night sky and go, you think there's life out there? Are you joking? Where'd we come from? Yeah, there's life out there. And it's not Terran. It's not human. Angels are not human. And we don't know what else God hadn't told us about. But if he hadn't told us about it right now, you don't need to know right now. You got a full job doing what he told you. Right? And we'll find out later anything that applies to us. But uh, the earth is our planet. It's ours. He gave it to us. The scripture said, the heaven, even the heavens belong to the Lord. But the earth has he given to the children of men. Which is also why it's in a mess. Uh, (laughs) but thank God he's going to fix it he said he's going to fix it there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and who's going to be involved in that God 
and sons. God and sons. <laughs> Read again, verse 1. He said, look, would you look? What manner of love, what kind of love the Father has bestowed on us? You know, he could have saved us without making us family. He could have let us exist, right? Without making us family. You don't just everybody you see, hey, come move in with me. Right? No, you don't. <laughs> Let's be family from forever. That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it didn't know Jesus. If it didn't know who hit him, it won't know us. Amen. Remember my dad said, son, you see how that bull marked his calf? You can tell that's his daddy. Why? Well, look at the features. Look at the colors. Look at that. When the disciples said, Jesus, show us the Father. He said, Huh? What? Has the Father marked us? If you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the Father. And God's plan and will is that the hope of glory is Christ in us. Hallelujah. And that we should be transformed into his image and likeness from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So that if you see us... You've seen Jesus, and if you've seen Jesus, you saw the Father. So if you see us, you saw the Father. And we can say, look how he marked us. Look how he marked us. You ever heard somebody say, here he takes after his daddy. Look at his eyes. Look at his hair. Look at his nose. Look, huh? See the way they walk? See how they talk? You can sure tell who his daddy is. Can we tell who our Father is yes. by the way we walk, yes. by the way we talk, yes. by the way, huh? Yes. Keep, keep going. Keep going. He said, verse 2, Beloved, mm, mm, mm. what? Now. Soon and very soon. Now. No. Now. now. Right now. We are yes. the sons of God. Somebody say, I am. I am. Right now. Right now. A, son of God. a son of God. He's my father. He's my father. And, I am his child. and I am his child. Begotten of God. He fathered me. He's my father. And right now I am. A son of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. So don't be bothered by what I look by, look like right now. Because my full development does not yet appear. I'm in the early stages. Early stages of development. But I'm on my way. I'm on my way. To full Christ-like manhood. And that means if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, that's talking about Jesus, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we'll see him not like religious folks said he was, but as he truly is. When the trump sounds, dead in Christ rise. Those alive and remain change in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And we all gather together, meet him in the air. And then we all take off and go to Father's house. Don't be overly upset about your stuff down here that got broke or didn't work out. Your good stuff's over there. Your good, good stuff is there. This stuff is just temporary. 
And uh, one thing that's going to be astounding and so exhilarating and thrilling to us is when we see Jesus, not how a lot of folk thought he was, but when we see him exactly as he is, we're going to do this. We will be like him. He had been making us like him this whole time. And when we see him as he truly is, we're going to go. And he's going to say, I told you, I told you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. He's he's my father and he is just as much your father. He even prayed in that prayer in John 17 that they may know, you know, that the Father loves us even as He loves Him. And you have to take that by faith, don't you? You just have to say, well, if He said it, it's got to be true, regardless of what I look like or feel. But I am a son of Abba Father. Stand on your feet, everybody.